Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Geek of the Machine Supernatural Edition. I am your host, Jasmine, and today we are talking about Supernatural Seasons 11, and we have co-host Adelaide. Hello, Ellie. I see we're starting early with the mic cutting straight out, aren't we? <laughs> Hello, Adelaide. Hi. <laughs> um, so, overall... Let's just jump into season seven, I mean eleven. Um, this season featured the darkness, and it starts off with the release of an entity that predates God and death itself. And Sam sees that Dean is gone immediately after the release and goes looking for him. And Dean is in the field talking to the darkness, who takes the form of a woman in a black dress. When you saw this scene, how did you feel about it? I felt it was very stereotypical supernatural because, of course, the darkness is released. A thing that predates God himself. And it's a woman in a dark dress, naturally. Of course it would be. To to appear before Dean? Yeah, that fits. I mean, Dean has the gift of the peen. So, <laughs> if anything, it's just that's his gift to the world and everyone wants it even an entity that predates God. Just want to say, I feel like all guys think that, and you're wrong, first of all. And like all guys out there, we don't care that much. It's not that big of a deal. Chill out. (laughs) I don't know how they would feel about you talking about their penis not being that big of a deal. (laughs) It's not the greatest thing to bless mankind. It's not. Eve would disagree. (laughs) <laughs> Eve is also wrong yeah. um, anyway the darkness thanks Dean for setting her free and then she just goes on about her way uh, did you like her interaction with Dean um, I want to say a bit because I was expecting it as, as I was as you can tell by my full expectation of of course this this entity is going to appear before him as a as a woman i was expecting more of a sexual like interaction immediately off the bat and i was like please no dean let's just let's not just immediately jump in bed with the first thing that you see that is very clearly supernatural and very clearly could kill you by like blinking her eyes well technically she was on him for a very long time since she was the mark itself so eh. as far as me i don't know how I felt about it when it initially happened, I was like, oh, this is an intriguing figure, but I don't actually remember the tangible feelings that this scene caused me. Um, as far as her being a woman in a dress, of course we knew she was going for Dean. What was the other alternative, Sam? <laughs> I just like, not even that. It's just like, of course it's going to be like a woman in a dress. Why, why wouldn't it be supernatural? Why not, right? Well, I mean, the mark of Cain wasn't a woman in a dress, but it was a woman who stopped Cain from using the mark to kill. I can't tell if you've made that connection purposefully or if you've <laughs> or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, Cassiel is still suffering from the attack dog spell that Rowena put on him, and he is still attacking people. He remembers attacking Crowley, the king of hell escapes um, from his current vessel and into another one. And then he orders his demon minions to get rid of the spell 
that's holding his vessel in place. Because, as I did not mention in the last recap, Rowena cast a spell to hold Crowley in place while Castiel heals him. <laughs> the best mother ever. I mean, she's still my favorite, so... I'm sorry. I know it's terrible, but she's still my favorite. Um, We also have... Crowley's... um. Crowley escapes. Okay, so did you like Crowley's grand escape? Walk me through it, maybe? Um, He just smokes out of his vessel. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. I actually did like that one, because it's very Crowley to be like, you know what, I'm just gonna leave this way, and just it's not a huge exit. It's not like, I'm going to fight my way out. It's, bye, and then he just vanishes down the drain. Um, we also get the um, demons, and you see his control over hell when the demons are going and doing his bidding. And I don't think that we've actually seen the level of control he had until this season. They hinted at it in the earlier season, but in this season, he's like, yeah, figure out a way to break this spell on my vessel. I can't believe my mother did this, blah, 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 blah. Did you? Go ahead. Hmm? I was going to say, it is primarily the season where he has a lot of mommy issues, isn't it? Yeah, I was about to say, did you appreciate his mother issues? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess it could be, like, some way to humanize him. They seem to, especially the last couple seasons, they really seem to want to humanize Crowley. And maybe that's because he's, was he a fan favorite? Is that why he continued to show up a lot was it like castiel where they were just like i feel like he was yeah because he was pretty endearing just like lucifer was pretty endearing yeah he's fun he's a fun character and even i admit he's one of my favorites just the way his humor is and his personality is very entertaining to watch him he's a very good actor too so he pulls that that's probably why he pulls it off so well so i feel like they wanted to continue to endear him and maybe having a character that was the king of hell that was just beloved by fans may have been an issue with them. And that's why they were trying to humanize him a little bit with his mother issues and making him addicted to human blood a while back and halfway turning him human. And I don't know, I guess they wanted to make him a sad little puppy dog that everybody wanted to pity. Was he addicted to human blood? Did we talk about that? <laughs> we did. We did. I mentioned that, like you mentioned that a couple podcasts ago. So, okay. <laughs> we did mention it. Yay. We are good at recapping. <laughs> um, Sam and Dean drive away from an old diner and they find Jody. Oh, they find the sheriff's deputy, Jenna Nichols. And they head to the hospital to help others who have been affected by the darkness. They find out that people have black veins, which Sam is calling rabies, which is not rabies. Rabies is a completely different thing entirely. But sure, whatever. Let's just yeah, call definitely things... Definitely not rabies. It's magic rabies. If you want to do that, call it magic rabies. <laughs> um, And the rabies are forcing the inner darkness out of people. Like, they they act upon their inner darkness. Which, considering the number of peoples and effects that you walk past psychopaths, one probably every three blocks, the level of destruction these people caused was minimal. That's a good point. Like, yeah, there could be a number of 
people with more darkness than you would expect. Just walking down the street. Like, who knows how many I've passed just in downtown alone. I mean, if we even if we're talking about just priests, the level of priests that have been found out to be molesting children, or in my hometown, the number of priests who had a freaking sex ring. Oh, where they wow. were Yeah, they were prostituting the children and passing them around to other priests. That is horrifying. Holy crap. So, like, not to specifically pick on priests, but you get my point. Well, I mean, if you want to, I can I can divert that a little bit and say, we've got a guy that's mutilating cats in our neighborhood right now. Like, mm. like just straight up mutilating them and then leaving them out for um, people to find. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Wow. But, you know, it's but... Washington. We Our main export's coffee, apples, and serial killers. <laughs> well... America's real export is serial killer, so yay, we're number one in something. Yay, let's be proud of that. Wait, <laughs> um, the um, as they're in the hospital, they often find a human baby named Amara, and everyone is determined to take care of the baby and make sure that she's okay, no one hurts her, blah 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 blah. One, my question was, why was this the only baby in this hospital? Do you want me to bring up that one? Because that makes no sense. There should be... (laughs) I mean, I know now that they don't do those little nursery ring wings. I can't... I can talk today. It's fine. Um, Where they keep the babies after they're born. They don't do that anymore. They actually bring them back to the family. So having... Maybe that's what they're going for playing devil's advocate, which we don't really need to do in this show because sometimes they're just really bad at what they do. Maybe that's what they're going for. It's the one baby that doesn't appear to have a family. I don't know. I'm out. Well, I'm no, because the father... Right. I remember this. The only reason I remember this is because the father died and then everyone else banded together to make sure the baby was safe. And because he got turned, that's what it was. His inner darkness, like, he wanted to kill the baby. Are you remembering this or no? Sure. <laughs> well, it really doesn't I'll... help that you cut out in the middle of that so I was just like well let's yes I remember this that I didn't hear <laughs> I mean ultimately I don't think you I don't know if they I think the hospital was abandoned or something I want to say but anyway we are talking too much about this hospital because it really didn't matter in the big scheme of things <laughs> <laughs> um, ultimately Jean um, Dean Gina Jenna Jean, ugh, Jesus I know names. I know words. <laughs> yeah, it's not just me today. <laughs> it's early again. Super early. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> Dean, Jenna, and the baby are making their way out of the hospital, and Sam uses himself as a diversion and gets infected. <sighs> he prays to God for help and encounters Billy, who's the Reaper, and apparently disappointed that death is dead and tells Sam this whole thing. The next time either him or Dean dies, she's going to make sure they're tossed into the empty, which is a place that no soul or entity has ever come from again. I loved Billy. Me too. I'm kind of with her at this point because my (laughs) God, 10 seasons of you people coming back from the dead. I'm getting real sick of it. And I'm pretty sure every other supernatural entity out there that is like, finally they're gone. God damn it. Not again. They're back. At this point, I'm pretty sure they're tired of it, too. There's probably running bets for how long they last and stay dead. Well, that's a losing bet, (laughs) because... 
No, I mean like, okay, who had three months that he'll come back? Okay, great, great, great. Who had like early mid fall October, right? <laughs> All right, good. Oh, Joe had never come on, Joe. Why'd you make that bet? <laughs> um, Cassiel prays to the angels and begs them to stop him from hurting others, and he will accept whatever punishment they have to give him. The angels find Cassiel and torture him. After Hannah arrives, she explains the alarms are going off in heaven. Cassiel is the only one who knows what the alarms are because, yet again, Cassiel is in the center of the problem. And also, side note, if I'm being tortured, I'm not helpful anymore. I love it when you Ellie. cut out just as you start when you, to say something. And also, and then it just dead airs on me. And then I'm like, oh, this is this is suspense right here. <laughs> I'm not being helpful after I'm getting tortured. No, of course not. Why would you be? Because <laughs> Castiel, he escapes his torture and Hannah dies trying to save him. Yet another woman who dies trying to save a guy. I was thinking that. <laughs> like, and I really did not notice it until we were doing this recap how many women die trying to save one of them. Yeah, that's not my job, guys. Uh, this this is this podcast is a lesson i guess you know your pain is not the gift to the world that you think it is and i'm not dying to save it <laughs> so there well castiel isn't even giving out any pain like castiel was just being stoic and <laughs> she died because she was his friend i'm so sorry don't befriend the winchesters or castiel don't befriend anybody connected to the winchesters i love most of my friends the vast majority of them, I'm not willing to die for. Like, I literally had a conversation about Michelle. Like, we were watching this comedy special, a few of uh, uh, Kevin Hart special. And he said, you know, if his wife gets thrown into the ocean and a shark eats off one arm and one leg and she manages to make it on the boat, what are you going to do? And I said, along with him, I'm pushing you back in. <laughs> safe is this boat from the shark is my question <laughs> i mean this blood trail i mean i can get away while this shark finishes you off i mean you're I, not gonna make it anyway i at remember this point. from when i was really really little um i was outside with my mother in the driveway and there was this in the dark and there was this weird noise and we live out in an area where there could be like coyotes and foxes and and you know those aren't that big of a deal but it's in the dark and your primal instincts kick in when you hear this weird little howl and both of us immediately turned and ran and I made it to the house before she did. And I was hanging out inside by the time we got back and she goes, she goes, yeah, I would have died. And I said, yeah, see, I didn't need to outrun it. I just needed to outrun you. Exactly. That is the number one rule guys. You don't need to outrun whatever's chasing you. Just outrun the person next to you. <laughs> exactly. You don't have to be faster and than plus, them. And plus, she's like, your you mother. I'm sure she would have willingly died so that you could live. Exactly. <laughs> it's not your fault if you're faster than them. <laughs> you got away. Uh, Father Time was not kind to you, mother. Don't blame me. <laughs> I'm sorry the rabbit coyote that was probably the size of our ankle got you. <sighs> but... <laughs> <laughs> um ultimately Castiel uh tell, gets back in I'm sorry Crowley gets back into his vessel and tells his subordinate that the darkness is free and 
Michael and Lucifer are now shouting in the cages of hell. I don't know why they care. I don't know, like, I don't know why they're in tune with the darkness's release. Like, do they have an alarm bracelet that says the darkness is out? Help, help. Their Apple Watch. <laughs> a Fitbit that says time to exercise that darkness. It just buzzes. Darkness is, it's, you know how Fitbits or Apple Watches will tell mm. you if you haven't gotten up in like an hour? This just measures when the darkness is released. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, they stopped fighting long enough to start yelling about the darkness. <laughs> my question is, I get that they're yelling about the darkness, but my question is, they've been in this cage together for a long time, probably just beating on each other because there's nothing else to do in there. And probably having some very loud verbal arguments at this time. Why are they now suddenly just yelling? Of course there would be yelling beforehand. Just no one's paying attention because no one cares. Why do you care now? Because recent, Adelaide. <laughs> Dare um, <I> logic. <laughs> Dean and Jenna go to Jenna's grandmother's house. And they realize that Amara is now levitating objects. Um, Dean's grandmother calls an exorcist who turns out to be Crawley in, in ugh, impersonating a priest. I read good. <laughs> um, I loved Crowley coming in as the priest. <laughs> There's something funny. so horribly hilarious about the king of hell impersonating a priest to do an exorcism. And I, I just... I shouldn't find it as funny. This is... I'm, my one-way ticket to hell right here. It was hilarious. And I, I found it way funnier than I probably should have. It was awesome. And I agree with you. <laughs> um, Sam does something right this season. And finds a cure for rabies. With holy fire. He makes a ring of holy fire. And I don't remember if he jumped through it or if he... Like, ran the rabies through it. What, do you remember Adelaide? I barely remember Amara's birth. I have no memory of this. I remember the black veins and that he cures himself with it. Uh, cures it somehow. I just don't remember how. Holy fire. Yay. I will say, when you said uh, jumping through it, I was mentally just picturing this the burning hula hoop from, like, the circus or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's canon now. The holy fire is now burning hula hoops. That's exactly what happened, and he was over a very large pit that you had to fall, that you could have fallen through. That that's what happened. Yes, I remember now. <laughs> the baby turns out to be Amara as a child, as Dean finds the mark of Cain on her. Um, Amara sucks out Jenna's soul, and she becomes soulless, just like how Sam was. Crowley kills Jenna. Dean attacks him as he plans to take the baby, but fails, and the baby walks out and grows. And quickly grows up. Dean and Sam eventually reunite with Cass at the bunker. While Crowley finds Amara and takes her to hell as an offering. Um, So many questions about this whole scenario. One, why did she have to become a baby? Thank you. That was my main one too. What's up with Supernatural's obsession with having small children age really fast? Also. Like, just make them adults. Can we talk about the creep factor of Dean literally holding her and then ultimately being in love with her? Yeah, that was some Twilight nonsense right there. Uh, it was worse than Twilight. Because at least 
with Twilight. No, I can't even defend Twilight. No. We're not. Nah. No, let's I can't. Not. That'll I was, that'll go on a whole spiral way off course. Yeah, I can't do that. Unless we're doing the Dueling Opinions podcast. Shameless self-promotion. <laughs> um, Check out the Dueling Opinions podcast at some point in the immediate future. Yay. Yay. Michelle's going <laughs> to kill you for that. <laughs> uh, fun times fun times um but did you and did you like amara's whole soul sucking thing i guess i mean with supernatural they have gone on so long that they're kind of running out of ideas and unlike unlike other companies like DC or Marvel, they haven't gotten super creative about different powers that they could bestow upon these evil creatures. And so I feel like, you know, soul-sucking. Yeah, that's a great. Congrats. I think you've done that a couple times already. Especially for a creature that predates everyone and everything. <laughs> you would think she'd have something new up her sleeve. I mean, of course you got the rabies, but I mean, still, that's not much. <laughs> it's different. It's just they already did the weird zombie thing a couple seasons back, so. Well, she was also a small child. So, maybe Which that was Which they just... also did several seasons back. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to hear Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just gonna move along. I don't, I don't have any other thing to defend. Uh, the Winchesters are looking for a way to stop the darkness, but first they have to search for Wawina so that they, she can undo the spell from Cass. When they find her, she escapes um, at Crawley's lair. Crawley becomes Amara's uncle, and her appetite grows, and she starts feeding on demons. Eventually, Sam reveals to Dean that he's been having visions that he describes as the opposite of darkness, of God himself. Cool, Sam's having visions of God. Where was this before, Sam? You couldn't like, couldn't do this he's before. He's had visions before. Maybe no, I'm talking about the visions of God. No, like, I I still mean in general. I I feel like in supernatural, if you're having visions, you probably should be worried. Well, no, no, not necessarily. My problem with this is he hasn't had a vision since he was using his demonic powers. So we're just gonna like let it slide that now he's suddenly having visions again. And like. Visions of God, which is totally opposite of what he had before. Mm. I don't know. A vision's a vision's a vision. Alright, <laughs> fine. I just, I don't know. I wouldn't trust him because originally his visions were from the demonic blood, and it's just like, you know, if you're having visions again, maybe we should be concerned. Um, Sam is having even more visions. And he starts to have visions of Lucifer in the cage. After finding Amara Crowley, after finding out that Crowley has been keeping Amara Dean, doesn't appear to strike at her and fails. And he fails to capture her and she escapes with Crowley. So now Sam is slowly like, oh no. I'm having visions of the cage. Am I in the cage? Is this torture? Blah, blah, blah. 
which... Yeah, I feel like there'd be something pretty scary about none of this is... My entire experience at this point hasn't been real, and I've just been hallucinating. I don't know. That's a that's an existential crisis right there. Eh, I don't know. Is it really for them? For th- for uh, for a lay person, sure. But for them, yeah, maybe that would be better. Just being like, all right, I've just been hallucinating these horrid monsters for the last ten years, and I'm fine now. None of this is real. I need serious therapy after this because I'm still gonna have PTSD. But I'm in a safer world at this point. Unless he's in the cage. And then, you know, at that point, it's like, well, lose-lose. Definitely. Um, But at this point, Sam is just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Blah, blah. You know what? 24 minutes into this, I am going to be nice to Sam. I will. This is my episode chance to try to be nice to Sam. Okay? Ready? Go. <sighs> Castiel eventually finds Metatron. <laughs> immediately stops talking about Sam. Immediately changes topic. Gonna be nice to Sam. Castiel. Castiel finds out that Metatron has started a business and he calls reality and he's also miserable because now he is basically a human who can't do anything and realizing that humans suck. After beating and throwing him, Cassiel tells Metatron uh, to tell him what he knows about the darkness since he's a scribe of God. Metatron reveals that in order to create the Earth, Heaven, and, and the entire universe, in order to start creation itself, God didn't only imprison the darkness, but he had to betray and sacrifice her. Metatron says that darkness is the only thing God never really ever known, his own kin, his older sister. Now, I appreciated that God had family issues because the level of betrayal that you have to do in order to imprison your sister is sacrifice her freedom to create everything else. Like, and how do you live with yourself at that point? Why are we always on sibling dynamics? Because everything... Here it is again. We have, not only do we have sibling dynamics, we have deity sibling dynamics <laughs> everything like, this is, is a whole siblings. new level of stuff maybe us lowly only children should not be questioning nope i don't care what michelle says i will question sibling dynamics any chance i get now <laughs> yes but these are deities at this point point. Uh, also i don't know i feel like i know some people that would sell their sibling for like a chocolate bar i don't know because he seems to really love his sibling and no no we're not talking about selling we are talking about utter betrayal like, you lock them up for the rest of their life. They will never have a chance of freedom. You literally created an army to lock your sibling up. And then you were like, I'm going to shove her on people's bodies. And, like, a... this was not only that, but it's like, if you go, if you want to simplify it massively, it's, I created an arm, like, I'm using toy army men to lock away my sister so that I can build with my Legos. Yeah, very sure. I, I appreciate that simplification. <laughs> but, yeah. um, It's very interesting to me that you see the whole God is the opposite of the darkness. Because God is supposed to be light. And, one, that doesn't make sense. Because light does not create. Sorry, not sorry. It would have made more sense if they said... 
God, she's destruction and he's creation. Yeah, I would have given you that. I mean, I like, Supernatural does it a lot, but I do kind of like the balance effect that they like to have with the, the light and the darkness and creation, destruction, stuff like that. They, But they focus too much on light and darkness, and it should have been creation and destruction. Mm. Um, but anyway, God locks her up, and now she's back, and God is still nowhere to be found. Um, da, 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 da. were you surprised that uh God didn't immediately come out to face the darkness? No, not really, because it's been at this point. What? What? At what point in season eleven is this? This is like ten and a half seasons that we're in at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he hasn't shown up once. I at that point, I'm like, all right, it kind of well, makes that's sense before that he his sister show. showed up. Like well, it's it's one thing if like I'm just being an absentee father. It's another thing if your aunt shows up and wants to destroy me. Like I might be a bad parent, but I'm not gonna be that bad where I'm gonna let my sister kill you. My children are running around destroying my my new t- my toys. My toys are destroying themselves and destroying the life that I've created around them. But no, nah, it's cool. I don't care if my but no, my sister has to show up and. Then Stefan said Legos. I don't. I don't know. I can't run with this Legos thing anymore. I think. Well, she is the older sister, so it would make sense if she's like, "I'm gonna destroy all your Legos since you tried to trap me with them." She's now. I'm just mentally picturing this as like them running around on a beach, and she's like, "No, screw your sandcastle!" and just <laughs> knocks it all over. That's. I assume this is what happened. He locked her away in a sand pit. Well, he built a sandcastle, and now she crawled out of the sandpit, and she's angry, and she's gonna knock over all the sandcastles. <laughs> um, after finding, uh, da, 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 Dean hates the idea, but they decide to go to Limbo, which is still stupid that this is the deepest place in hell, so that they could speak to Lucifer about the darkness. Um, why are we speaking to Lucifer? At the very least, you could speak to Michael. Like, they're in the same cage. Wouldn't that have been easier? And probably, you know, I don't know. I was going to say maybe he'd be more honest, but I I don't really think that would be the case. <laughs> you could talk to both of them and do the, well, one of us only tells the truth and one of us only tells lies. <laughs> uh, well, um, da, 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 da. Uh, they enlist the help of Rowena to summon him, and Dean goes on to find Amara at church where she is attacking people. Sam awaits outside the supernatural cage because they had they had to split up because Sam is being a good brother. <laughs> and they're being efficient and splitting up is most efficient. The pain sound in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> He's being a good brother. Yes, that's it. <laughs> Because this was efficient. And instead of sending the brother who didn't go into the cage, we're going to send the one who was in the cage with Lucifer because they have a stronger connection. Honestly, yeah. For me, that actually does make sense. I'd be like, all right. Although, I wouldn't want him that close to him. I'd be like, you know what? Let's just do like a spell where you can mentally connect to him for a second. But, you know, it's like talking through glass, but mentally. 
Mm. Um, in hell, Lucifer says that he, um, he is willing to help, but only if he can possess Sam and go back to Earth. And Sam is like, no, I won't let you do that. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and Sam is like, I'm never going to do this. So then Lucifer immediately is like, cool, I don't need to be in this cage. He erases all the fire, erases the warding, and brings Sam into the cage with him and still tries to convince him to say yes. This is when Lucifer went from the begging guy to ultra rapey. I swear, it knows when you're about to ask me a question and it just cuts off there. And it's like, nope, you can't hear it. Have fun guessing. <laughs> um, I was saying that this is where Lucifer went ultra rapey when he like pulled yeah. Sam into the cage. Yeah, I heard you say, right when you said, did you, it just stopped. And I'm like, well, yeah, all right. Of course it did. Uh, yes, that was very rapey and it was very disturbing. I just like... At this point, he's demanding consent, and that is still not consent. So, Lucifer, knock it off. Eh, I mean, I agree with you. Don't get me wrong. That's not why I said, uh. I said, uh, because the level that he went to, like, to all but date rape Sam. Like, he literally locked Sam in a room with him and was like, so... You gonna agree or no? No. We're not leaving until we do it. That's that's essentially what happens. <laughs> it's not. I don't know. Like it's it's that line where people will think, oh, it's okay because they said yes, but it's not okay because still, that's still not like that's not what that's not how you get somebody to say yes. That's just that's still rapey. It's gross. Lucifer, don't like. I guess you could be okay with it in this context because of Lucifer and it's supposed to be horrific it's still very annoying that this keeps coming up in Supernatural <laughs> um no, I'm sorry it's funny because it's true but mm. um ultimately Lucifer reveals that it wasn't God who sent Sam the vision it was Lucifer and that he is doing this because he wants Sam to be with him. So, again, he's basically a guy who's like, I'm sending you letters. I'm sending you all of these letters. You're going to be with me, right? You want to be with the me. the stocky ex-boyfriend that you didn't want and I've been trying to get away from. <laughs> like, you escaped after your horrible week with him and he's like, I will never let you go. You're mine. Um, no, That's, thank no. you. No, Creeper, go away. <laughs> go uh, finish your weird obsession with your brother and fight him, please. That's all. Um, da, 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 da. When the darkness is set free, it damaged the cage and allowed Lucifer to reach out to Sam. Though Sam strongly considers the offer, he still says no because he has good self-control. And Lucifer starts attacking him. I mean... How do I say this nicely? It's interesting that he considered the offer knowing who Lucifer is. <laughs> I want to say something, but it's too spoilery, so I just, I can't. So I, I can't rebuttal that right now, because freaking seasons. <laughs> um, 
but were you surprised that it was Lucifer? Uh, yes and no. I didn't expect it to be Lucifer, I admit that. Uh, but, like, I was hesitant on the visions in general because, like, just nothing good happens in this series, out, like, outright. It's always a fight for something good. And, oh, my God, suddenly we have visions from God. They're, they must be good. No. No. Is it ever? Is it ever something that good? No, it's not. Don't get excited. Well, even Cassiel was like, um, I don't believe there's God anymore. I think God is dead. Like, I finally caved in. Poor Castiel. <laughs> um, Rowena reveals that Lucifer came to her in her dreams. Because apparently he is just dream hopping through everyone. <sighs> One, when was it established that Lucifer can enter people's dreams? I'll say that for Sam, it kind of makes sense because he's had that whole connection. I don't know. I guess you could say for Rowena, too. It's just that we don't know enough about her. We know that she's been in hell for a little while with her son who rules hell. This is a weird statement. But she is... I don't know. On the one hand, they want to say, like, a witch is evil and the witch, you know, witchcraft is evil, summons the devil, blah, 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 blah. But it, it feels like a stretch to give her visions from Lucifer and have him enter her dreams. It, it feels like a stretch for that one. Um, I agree with you on that. I think that this was a cop-out so that Rowena would have to come to them even though they've been trying to track down Rowena and she is much like a snake oil salesman and slicks out of the way. I mean, Crowley had to get it from somewhere, right? <laughs> um, ultimately, Rowena um, helps Rowena conjures a spell to banish Lucifer. Dean and Cass head down to the cage to help Sam survive. Um, Lucifer kills Cassiel again. If we're talking about people who die a lot, Cassiel is at the top of the list too. He really is. It's the it's that little trio, the, <laughs> the Winchesters and their pet angel. That that's the thing. They all die. They all come back. They die again. They come back. It's just. It's lost the drama that they wanted to have because we all know they're coming back. It's fine. No one stop killing them. We don't care. <laughs> um, Lucifer is banished by Rowena, and after leaving hell, Cassiel apparently stays and reveals um that Lucifer could be banished from the and reveals that before Lucifer could be banished from the cave, Cassiel says yes, and Lucifer possesses Cassiel. One, he killed Cass. So why is this even an option? Do you remember? I was going to say, do you want me to answer that? Because I have nothing. I have <laughs> nothing as to why that's an option. It's just, yay, Castiel, I guess. We need we need some way to get Lucifer out of the cage. Castiel is now the answer. Because I guess Castiel is the new Sam. Because Castiel is like the only way to defeat him. It, the only way to defeat the darkness is with Lucifer. Um, No. We even know that it took all four archangels to beat the darkness back with God's help. So then maybe you should find Michael and Gabriel and, you know. Michael was in the cage. Michael was still in the cage. Michael's so, pretty damn chill for for Lucifer walking around and being like, hey, guys, come here. Lucifer's yeah. off sending messages and invading people's <laughs> dreams and being like, hey, Sam, come here. I'm going to kidnap you and bring you, into the, bring you into the cage with me. It's creepy and rapey. Come join me. And Michael's just, what, chilling? Eating popcorn? What's yeah, going apparently. Michael was just like, whatever, you can do you. I'm going to sit in this cage. <laughs> Michael's playing Sudoku in the corner while Lucifer <laughs> tries to get out. 
They're just two hundred percent done with each other at this point. They're like, all right, whatever. I've got my Sudoku puzzle. You do whatever the hell you're doing over there, you weirdo. He's just an angsty teen with a bang smoking a cigarette. <laughs> um, after freeing and then killing Rowena, Lucifer takes back Hell and makes Crowley his slave, calling him puppy. So. And he also stomps out Rowena, which was, like, horrific. Yeah, that was horrible. I hated that. Poor Rowena. Um, were I was you gonna so- comment on the puppy thing, actually, but then oh, you yes, the Rowena thing, which is way worse. <laughs> continue. The, the puppy thing is sad. Like, I felt bad for Crowley, and I think the weird thing is, like, previous seasons, Lucifer was evil, but he wasn't, like, creepy evil. He was just evil. This is creepy evil. This is like disturbing levels of evil, and I appreciate that. But at the same time, it's ew. Don't don't do that. Eh, this is what I will say. Okay, Crowley got above his station, and when the boss comes back and you're sitting in his chair and everybody's acting like you're the boss, I'd be upset too. What are you doing in my chair? Now you need to be taught a lesson. I mean, my cat does this on a daily basis. I'm not gonna yell at him. <laughs> Well, your cat is also not acting like people and, like, filling out documents and, like, trying to control the house, paying bills, like... My cat owns this house and I know this. I am <laughs> I am the servant. I understand my role in this house. I may have the technology and the money and the stuff, but nah. They rule. <laughs> but, yeah, like, so... Uh, Lucifer had to teach Crowley a lesson, and that's what he did. Um, da, 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 da. Sam and Dean search for ways to defeat Amara, and they find the Hand of God, which are powerful objects that God can t- that contain the power of God Himself. Because of course, of course, God had to be like, yeah, um, maybe one day I won't have as much power as I do now. Here's these little trinkets you can have. So the guy that built the Lego castle has <laughs> these little Lego sticks, little Lego, I don't know. Yeah, little Lego options, <laughs> little Lego accessories that they uh, that have now been imbued with this power. All right, cool. We're all a bunch <laughs> of Legos, guys. That's what's happening. If I learn anything from the Lego movie, that is true. <laughs> I um, forgot about the Lego movie. Oh my god, I totally forgot it existed until right now, and that is exactly what is uh, that is now supernatural in my head. That is canon. That's that's it. <laughs> um. After they find one, Sam, Dean, Rowena, and Crowley try to get Lucifer out of Castiel, but fail, and he absorbs the power of the hand of God and uses it on Amara. It fails, and Amara takes him hostage. Uh, I was fine with this turn of events. Like, completely. I I don't... Same. I, I, <laughs> it's kind of expected, just because, like, everybody gets kidnapped in this show. Everybody gets taken hostage. Everybody, it's just... They're finding a pattern, and it's not a fun pattern, and they have to keep, they have to find something new. Maybe hostage and death should not be on their top two lists. Eh. I wouldn't mind it if there was actually people who we cared about who mattered that stayed in it. That were in the main ensemble. Like, for Me example, too. that weren't women. Because the only ones that I know who have gone and stayed dead were, like, Joe and Ellen. Yeah. Maybe Bobby. This is, like, the closest thing to them. Yeah, but he was around as a ghost for a while. And then he still reoccurs sometimes. And it's just, like... Yeah, he came from heaven to say hi. 
So and, yeah, exactly. He dropped a line at one point. He was just you know walking out of heaven's doors for a little vacation, coming back. It's just like it doesn't supernatural, and this is probably why it gets all this criticism. It wasn't as bad in the earlier episode, in the earlier season, just because they didn't have a history of doing it. But at this point, it's like stop bringing back all the white guys. Bring back some of the others now and then. Eh. It's Walking Dead. Like, you only need one black person in the room. They can represent everyone, right? You have the you have the five-man band, and you have the, the one girl that represents all women. The one black person that represents all black people. Not necessarily a black woman there to represent both. No, forget that. You pick one or the other. And then the rest are white guys. That sounds reasonable, Adelaide. What complaints yep. could you possibly have? <laughs> you know what? You're right. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, Amara That's starts... diversity for you. <laughs> um, Amara starts to torture um, my, uh, Lucifer in order to draw God out. God reveals himself. Hi, Chuck! I love that God was Chuck. <laughs> I was so happy. <sighs> and I've been dying to mention his name like the entire time. It's been killing me. It's been killing me a little bit. Uh it was hilarious. Cause he just walks in the room like, what's up guys? I'm best going. part of that is just like he's like, oh yeah, I was a uh I was a prophet of God and totally being babysat by an angel. That's that's fine. Yeah. An archangel at that. An archangel, nonetheless. Who, who did know. not sense that this was God. He's like, oh no, I'm just going to babysit my dear old dad for a little while. He has no idea. <laughs> like, no it's idea. so funny because in my head, I'm thinking God has like a little mustache and a big fake nose. <laughs> <laughs> and his kid doesn't recognize him. He's just like, hey, let me. Yeah, I just got to babysit this guy for a little while. <laughs> I am your father and I will never tell you. <laughs> And think about the archangel who did not realize that's a bad. Like, oh. the level of insecurity you must have. And, like, Castiel met him. Castiel didn't recognize him. Granted, Castiel's, like, really young, so he wouldn't, in comparison, so he wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, that's dad, I know him. He, It's like the kid that never met his father and then walking in to see him. Well, no, he met him at, like, three once and then never saw him again. Exactly. It'd be like that. And that wouldn't really count. <laughs> um... But um, after having a conversation with Metatron and reconciling with Lucifer, we're going to go more into detail about this, guys, in the episode. So I don't want you to think that I'm just skimming over stuff because this was a very event-filled season. But uh, he decides to help stop his sister. And the everyone has a plan where they're going to weaken him with witches and demons and angels and try to imprison her using the mark. This time it fails and Amara fatally attacks God, causing him to start dying. I was okay with this. I was a lot. I mean, it's not, I'm not against it. It's just, that was a lot to happen. <laughs> that's like symbolically, that's a lot. That's some was, heavy stuff. I mean, as far as Amara attacking God and killing him, I was fine with that. If we're being honest. Like, that's the that was a mercy killing at that point. Because I would have dragged this out. I would have eaten everything that you had, everything that you loved, everyone that you cared about. I would have devoured the world and you would have been the last thing. 
How the hell are you a Hufflepuff? <laughs> no, I'm like, out. legit question. How? <laughs> because I am, I'm, I'm, I'm between a Hufflepuff and a Ravenclaw, so. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> no, no, still, you need, there's some Slytherin in there for revenge <laughs> capacity in there. I don't know what's going on, but those tests are lying. <laughs> But, I mean, it seems, I don't, I didn't have a problem with it. What about you? <laughs> I, um, I don't know. It's, it's a lot. I liked it. Just like, just because in other, in other religions and other pantheons, you have gods get wounded as if they were mortals. You have them experience this kind of pain. So it's kind of nice to bring that in, even if it's like a work of Bible fan fiction in a way that you're that you've got this going on. It's nice to see it happen sometimes because, you know, most interpretations of Christianity or the Christian God, at least is very, you know, it's immortal, all powerful, all knowing, all loving. It's all that. And this kind of takes it and spins it in another way. That's like, you know, it's very similar to other gods and yeah, it's still Bible fan fiction, but it's fun. Bible. We like fan fiction anyway, right? Eh, Well, the book of revelation is Bible fan fiction. That is made canon. By people, so. I mean, the entire Renaissance is Bible fan art, so. <laughs> Jesus is hilarious. Like, uh, I know we get into like these Jesusy, religiousy discussions quite often for this series, but like, think about the level of inspiration you have to have to inspire whole generations to still be talking about you, still be fighting wars in your name. And have art in a whole section of fan fiction just devoted to you. Right? And Oh, wait, wait, wait. How have we never discussed Jesus in Supernatural? How has that not been a thing? Well, we discussed the Antichrist and briefly touched on the opposite of Jesus, but Jesus never showed up. So <laughs> That's probably enough. That's probably like a... Uh, the, art, the writers are probably too afraid to touch that. Probably. <laughs> we can touch God. Like, who cares? But Jesus, been, no. Really, we can we can get away with this. We can be critical of this aspect, but we should probably not do that. <laughs> but um, blah blah blah. Jesse and Caesar. Oh, the gay couple. Okay, we're gonna talk about that later. They were the best couple ever, though. That was a healthy relationship. They were amazing. I love them. <sighs> Any thoughts on Jesse and Caesar? You just said we were going to talk about them later. We are, but like your first thoughts, initial thoughts okay, about well, that relationship. Okay, I'm going to quickly Google and pretend that I know what I'm talking about. So. Okay, we can talk about them later then, okay, since you don't remember. <laughs> like, but they were literally the only gay couple that was ever featured on the show. Well, of so. course. No, no, no. There's one other. There's one other. Cass and Dean, naturally. <laughs> um, but although they think that Amara is impossible to destroy, God tells Sam, Dean, Cassio Crowley, and Rowena. She has one weakness, and that is light. Convenient. The power of 10,000 suns. Mm. So they build a bomb of souls. Side note, who do you, who are you to decide whose soul gets in there? And how? what happens to the soul after they're detonated? And like, not all souls are pure light. Just, just saying. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are light enough, but we just established that the darkness being unleashed was causing the darkness to come out of people. We're humans are both. That's what they're supposed to be. Both darkness and light. You can't tell me, oh, you know, all souls are pure light. No, 
No, no, no, no, no, no. Well, no, it depends not. on your religion. Like, I think the Jewish religion, everybody's a ball of light, and you just go back into the ball of light and then come out again. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I, I feel like that's right, though. That's pretty cool. That would fit with Supernatural's, like, the lore that they've established, too. That would fit really well. Hmm. Well, they would also have to mention, like, other aspects. I don't know enough about the Jewish religion to be like, yeah, this is the other aspect, so don't quote me. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think that would go with what you're saying. But they don't, they also don't have a hell or a heaven. So that would not fit. Okay, well, fine then. <laughs> I was thinking, based on the way the angels' uh, grace seems to work, that seemed kind of like how they were going. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Eh. Let us know in the comments if I'm right. <laughs> um, like, established Lauren, correct us in whatever the hell we're talking about. Yes, please engage with us. We need you. We want you. Oh, please. Oh, please. <laughs> Talk to us. We are nothing without you. Uh, um, so, Dane is the one who's basically going to be a suicide bomber. Um, I will say something negative about Dane. Are you ready? Yes, I am so ready. Yes. This was a stupid idea. This was a stupid plan. No one thought it out. And everybody's like, yeah, just strap this bomb onto you. You're good, right? No. No, I'm not good. Can I, can I get something? So what happens to me? I just feel like... I feel like both of them do this so often. It's like, you know what? No, I will die for this. It's like, you know what? I mean, on the one hand, you know, who cares? Because they come back, so who the hell cares? And... I don't know. It's it's a cycle of martyrdom and then resurrection, and it's really irritating. Agreed. Both Dean and Sam are equal in this way. This is gonna be a hard episode. I'm telling you. <laughs> um. Yes. It, it, yeah, I was gonna on the hard episode part. I was gonna say yeah. It helps that I have the memory of a sieve for this. <laughs> Uh, um, after talking with Amara, she is starting to feel bad about attacking and nearly killing her brother, and Dean convinces her to forgive him, because Dean is now a therapist with extra pain on the side. Uh, she summons him to a garden to reconcile, and they go off together to spend time. And Amara gives Dean a thank you gift, which is bringing his mother back to life. Question, how does she do that? That's a good question, because I have no idea. However, finally, we have a woman brought back to life. <laughs> so I'm not going to, like, I'm grasping at the teeny tiny one little, like, scrap that they've given me. But I, I'm I'm happy for that teeny tiny scrap. See how starving we are for this supernatural? Come on. <laughs> not, like, ugh. And they did the thing where they brought back the mother. Like, couldn't be another character. Ha had to be their mom. The mother figure. Like, I don't well, know. Well, they I literally don't... need a mother, so. Like, they're they stupid. Need a, they need an anything figure. They need somebody that can just keep them in line. Mm. Cass isn't doing it. Cass is too much of a pet. Definitely. Cass is sitting up here like, hey, hugs. Everyone's okay, right? Hugs, hugs. Um, I need my grace. I need shoes. some grace. I am the new god. <laughs> <laughs> I would have really liked it if God had commented on that. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> like, hey, how's the how's it going being God? <laughs> um, and when they get back to the bunker, there is a British woman who 
banishes Cass and shoots Sam. And that is the season. Okay, guys? So, if you are finished with the whole recap, feel free. We're going to go into specific episodes. So, stick around if you want to talk about episodes with us. But I technically did finish the episode recap within my hour. Just so we're clear. <laughs> that is that is not directed at you guys. Don't worry. <laughs> um, The Bad Seed is... Uh, that was the episode where a demon and an angel are sitting in the bar. <laughs> that is the setup for a really bad joke. That um, is exactly the setup. <laughs> and they're talking about how no one knows what to do about the dark, the darkness. I appreciated this. <laughs> I I did too, actually. I remember this too. Hey, look, my memory's okay sometimes. <laughs> um, I did enjoy this. I liked having the the two of them sort of come to this understanding that, yep, we're both screwed. Maybe we should be on each other's sides right now. But no. Why <laughs> well, maybe I'll survive more with you. Blah, blah, blah. But um, the reason that this episode is called The Bad Seed, side note, great movie. You should watch it. I'm talking about the old school movie. I have not seen the new one that they're making. But great movie. Watch it. You need it in your life. Because who doesn't want to watch a horrible child? More reasons to. It's, I mean, it's more reasons to, like, take birth control, right? You don't want to watch those. Eh. You just pass it off on someone else. That's what people do, right? They just pass their children off on other people. I mean, I have a story if you want me to go into that, but. <laughs> uh, but let's, let's, let's try not to be too specific. Um, but this episode is when we see Crowley trying to raise Amara, and even he is scared about her power. And he's very upset that Amara doesn't want to have a world of pure evil, but she feeds on enough demons to make herself a teenager and demands Crowley bring her more. And and she's basically like a glutton at this point. She is. I, I remember this too. For some reason, I remember specific things like this, but nothing else. It, um, I, I did enjoy how she aged uh, via like nutrition. That was, I actually thought that was pretty cool. And I think it's probably a good thing that Crowley pretended to be her loving uncle and then was also terrified of her. Everything is terrified of her, and rightfully so. Maybe you should stop trying to feed her and stop trying to use her to take over the world. Feed me, Seymour. I would have loved it if she said that. That would have been really funny and really on point. <laughs> um, the next episode we're going to talk about is Our Little World, where Amara eats the soul of a teenager named Goldie and ages slightly upward again. Carly grounds Amara for sneaking out to eat and tries to convince her that he can be a father and a teacher for her while having her soulless victims killed to keep it a secret. Amara knows Dean won't kill her, because of their link, so she'll soon be strong enough to exact his, like, exact her revenge on God. Why wasn't God smut, like, sniping her out while she was still young? Right? Right? <laughs> I mean, she's already got a ton of power as a teenager, and, I mean, he's around, he's bound to know this is happening. And he shows up later, so he does know it's happening. He should have just been like, oh, oh, she's weak right now, maybe we should put her back in whatever little cage I've locked her in. 
Well, she's small uh, and vulnerable. Quickly. Lure her away with souls. <laughs> That's the quote of this episode. That is the quote of this episode. <laughs> oh, uh, the next episode Lure is Just by Imagination, okay. where we meet Sam's imaginary friend, Sully. Did you like Sully? Uh, I didn't like Sully, but I liked the episode. What did you like about the episode? Um, first of all, and this is going to sound terrible, the unicorn imaginary a friend that was dead and, like, they had, correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember glitter everywhere. Yes, there was yes. glitter everywhere. I found that way too funny. In my disgustingly morbid sense of humor, I was laughing. I know that kid needs serious therapy, but that was really funny to me. <laughs> I was fine with it. It was okay. Like, like, sure, the kid needs therapy, but like, I'm not that kid. I'm cool with it. <laughs> exactly. Right. Who cares? <laughs> it's not me. Um, Sully. That. That concept of the imaginary friends, it made me think of Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, and I really liked that series. So that seeing that was, it was cute in a weird, supernatural, ruins childhoods kind of way. Mm, well, as a child, you shouldn't be watching Supernatural, so you deserve it. <laughs> um, we also find out that Sam didn't want to be a hunter, and he needed an imaginary friend to encourage him to go to college and better himself. So we can blame Sully for everything that you hate Sam for. I blame no one. Sam is great. <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to like wheeze laugh into the mic right now. Um, where was I? Sam is awesome. And Sully, uh, he goes crying to Sully because I'm sorry. He goes to Sully as an adult person to make amends because he lied to Sully and hurt Sully's feelings. Blah blah blah. Um, he hurt his imaginary friend's feelings. What a jerk. <laughs> we also find out that the reason that Sam needed Sully was because he wanted to do something other than a hunter, and then John changes his mind and allows Sam to join them on a hunt. So Sam rejects Sully completely, and that was the last time Sam saw Sully. I mean, all right. Talk about <laughs> totally opposite of what you just said you wanted, and then turning around and I don't know. Well, he's Ghost a kid. Is... Kids lie. So back and forth. Kids lie. I mean, like all kids lie. All kids are awful. Yes, they do. I don't want to be a part of it anyway. Like, they don't want me. Fine. I don't want to be on their team. I hate their stupid team. <gasps> They've invited me. I'm going to go now. Bye. <laughs> uh, um, we also have um, a woman. We find out that the reason that these imaginary friends are being hunted. I don't even know how I said that. But imaginary friends are being hunted. Um, and the reason they're being hunted is because Sully failed. And... He got a little girl killed immediately after Sam abandoned him and broke his heart. He's like, I shouldn't have been out in the field. I should have been in the office. Like, after Sam broke my heart. Like, why is everyone in love with Sam? Okay. Everybody's in love with Dean. You have, like, 2% in love with Sam. No, I'm talking about, like, the the random mythical creatures. Oh, okay, yeah. That's fairly true. I, don't I mean... They like, they like Sam as a person... And everybody else is in love with Dean's dick, so. Dean's peen. 
<laughs> I went for alliteration. You went for the internal alliteration. So that's right. Um, <laughs> as far as the whole imaginary friend thing, I appreciated the mermaid. I sadly did not have an imaginary friend as a child, so. Yeah, I don't think I did either. My cousin had one, and apparently there's creepy stories around that, but I was too young to remember that. <laughs> yeah, I, that was not something that I had. Um, I had, like, an imagination that would make characters, but I would never make, like, long-lasting imaginary friends. The characters, like, the minute my little gamer pretend was done, the characters would poof back to wherever they lived in my brain, and then I'd just pull out new ones later. Yeah, I would make, like, little stories as a child, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about it. I don't. Yeah, same. <sighs> anyway, um, next episode. Or did you want to say something else about Sully? No, I mean, I kind of liked the storyline through it, just because you have like these imaginary, supernatural babysitters, and I really enjoy when you have imaginary friends as real, however way they've been either spun to be creepy ghosts or, you know, kids seeing ghosts or um, the veil is too thin or they're supernatural beings or they actually are created and are characters that come to life. And I don't know. It's all, it's fun to me when they do that. Um. Oh, one more thing. Uh, Sully uh, is willing to die to make sure this girl is whole. And my problem with that was that would not make her whole. And she is a sociopath now. Yeah, I agree. That's <laughs> And it's it's another pattern Supernatural has. I'm willing to die to make this person whole. No, shut up. Cass, <laughs> you stop that too. Sam, you stop that too. All of you, sit down and like go have some quiet time. Go meditate in the corner and think about what you've done. Yes. Maybe go talk to Death again. Just be like, hey, Death, um, people are willing to die to make me whole. Is that the right choice? No. No. That's not how that works. That's not how that works. It's not going to work. Go eat cake or pie for Dean. Mm. Um, the next episode <laughs> is titled Brother, Where Art Thou? Um, uh, Amara is fully grown and she starts going to parks and killing preachers and killing everyone in church to get God's attention. Dismissing religion as manipulation. <laughs> Um, maybe I should just I, stay quiet and muted these whole episode, this whole part. <laughs> I was about to toss it to you because I like I, as a Christian, I don't know what to say. Like, uh, technically, there is a level of manipulation, and technically, the facts are manipulated in the winner's perspective. <laughs> I will say, in the most PC possible way, that. I feel like it can be manipulated. Ultimately, as a tool, religion itself is not a manipulation. It is a very, it can be a very, very healthy thing for some people, a very good outlet for some people. However, there are other people that use it to manipulate others. I don't necessarily think, like, in some respects, she is correct. Like, (laughs) (laughs) in some respects, she's right. People use religion to manipulate others, to get money, to get fame, to get fortune, to get whatever, uh, to get power. Um, and in others, that's, I mean, that inherently is not the case for all religion, though. Look at you defending religion. <laughs> I don't mind it. I mind it. I hate it when people abuse it. I'm, I'm, yeah. Golden compass right here. Hi. 
I'm just not as blatant about it. Um, Amara transports Dean away to talk to him and claims that she only wants to hurt God, who supposedly exiled her while away because she might be better at making creations. I didn't like this storyline. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I just realized that was I was reading this. The fact that from her perspective, she's like, I was going to be better than him and he didn't like it, so he pushed me away. Really? I don't That's know, the it sounds, it sounds pretty sibling-esque to me. It sounds very petty. Like, and that, that sounds about right. My problem was she was this massive creature that was big and predated everything. And sure, we can say that as a sibling, maybe God, but that's a very trivial reason to imprison you since the dawn of time. I mean, we still have men's sports and women's sports, and the whole thing is basically, I don't want to get my ass beat by a girl in tennis, so we're going to separate them and keep them. That way I don't have to have my ass beat by a woman in tennis. It's kind of the same thing, right? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. It bothered me because I really like the Mar character. And I feel like for her to boil it down that simply makes her look petty. Oh, I thought you meant it made him look petty. Because I, I was looking at it as like he seemed petty. And it was, it was, she feels victimized because he knew she was better. And he's like, I don't want anything to do with you. I want my stuff. You can't have my stuff. Mm-hmm. I've made all of this. Because don't basically she, like, she would destroy everything that he built. And she was like, I could have been better at making creations. He didn't know. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, see, if she says it that way, then it's like, well, you were destroying things, so that's why he locked you away. You're you're kicking down his sandcastle as he's trying to build it. Of course he threw you into the ocean. What do you expect? (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I love you so much right now. (laughs) You're kicking down his sandcastle. Of course he threw you in the ocean. That is quite the escalation. That will give him that. Uh, you know, he, he locked her away. He sacrificed her. He betrayed her. Of course, that's the that see, throwing into the ocean seemed like the applicable one, right? <laughs> um, she transports Dean to meet with her, and he pretends to stab her. I'm gonna I'm gonna bash Dean again because if Dean really wanted to stab her, he would have had some follow through. But no, he is stopped by love. But I will say, at least it's not the woman who is completely distracted from her mission that she can't go on without love. Yep. Finally. (laughs) At least this time it's Dean. See, I actually, I like this in a weird way. Like, it's dumb for Dean, but I like it. Eh. It's very dumb. It's bothering me. But my, my major problem with this was that Dean basically says with his actions that the only woman who is strong enough to hold him is a pre a a pre deity. Like that's the only woman who is capable of him loving. Alright. Alright, whatever. <laughs> whatever, Dean. Whatever. Like was I the only one who saw like is am I reaching or cause No, didn't... no, I remember that. And I remember <laughs> thinking the same well, Dean, you're setting your sights awfully high and when there's a perfectly good angel right there for you. Or just, or what is it? The, the, the woman with his child. Right? <laughs> just, uh, ugh, I, don't, I don't get it. I, 
I think this is where I started to really like I didn't like Dean originally just because of the way his character was but this like when all this gets together Dean it, Dean as a character to me felt very um uh how do I say it without being really bad um <laughs> hmm. I don't want to say like he's kind of a user he's like he doesn't care about women that much and to me like and that's portrayed a lot he has a lot of sex he doesn't care about mm-hmm. them much after that they're basically walking and, flashlights yes yes and that's why i never really liked dean to be honest i don't like i admit that he has the moral high ground in a lot of things against sam it's just that he has no respect for anybody other than sam and sometimes cass and his father and especially like women in general, oh, it'd be interesting if they scale. actually um had dean as gay and that's the reason that he does all of the things that he does. See, that I can see. And if he's if that were just followed up on, I would be fine with that. It would explain a lot of things. But as it is, when we're just going to gay bait them, it doesn't work because it just makes Dean seem like a jerk, like a sexist asshole. And that's basically what he is. And having him say, I could never love a woman that isn't essentially a deity. That's like, you know, hmm, maybe you're not into girls, dude. <laughs> Um, da, 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 da. so I'm going to skip around through my notes. So we're going to skip down to Don't Call Me Shirley. And in this episode, we see Metatron and Chuck reveals that he is God to Metatron. And Metatron is like, no, you're not. I'm leaving. Blah, 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 blah. And Metatron basically says God is a coward. You were never a coward before. Metatron is disgusted with him. And... God is briefly enraged because he's like, I'm only going to focus on my writing and beauty and art and humans may be flawed, but they are the best creations because they never give up. And ultimately, Chuck realizes that he has to go face his sister. Everybody has to go home, I guess. There is one point that is not covered in your notes that was in this episode that I really, like, it's a throwaway line, but I really want to address it real quick. Sure. All right. It's, um, Chuck says in his time away as he's experiencing the world that he's had friendships, girlfriends, and boyfriends. And, hey guys, God's bye. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if you live, like, if you live for eons, wouldn't you want to experience everything the world has to First of all, creep factor 100 that he's messing with his children. Yes, on that, like, ignore that part. But still, God's by. <laughs> like, <laughs> because that's weird, and it bothered me. Like, now that you pointed that, now I'm so disgusted. I'm very disgusted. Why right you now. gotta ruin the representation? Why? Why? Come on. This was a good thing. <laughs> it's, uh, it's weird, and you know it. No, I refuse. I'm I'm going to ignore that part. I'm going to put my blinders on and pretend that's not there. God is bi. We have bi. We have bisexual representation. No, I refuse to see anything else. <laughs> sure, God's not having sex with his children. This is so weird because like if you go back to the Lego, he's having sex with his toys. Nope, not gonna go there. Just nope. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with the. I'm gonna stick and be happy with the bisexual representation that is God, and then be done with that. All right, fine, whatever. Enjoy your incestuous God. <laughs> I mean, I I see your incestuous God, and I raise you the Greek pantheon. 
Well, they weren't held up as the oldest and greatest thing ever. <laughs> I still I still handy the Greek pantheon and then the Titans before them. And basically all of Greece. What the hell? Well, Greece was kind of rapey. Like yes, the the pantheon. Like and he was even molesting his own children. I know. That's why it's creepy. But still. his sisters, he was banging out like Hera is his sister. Like Yeah. Yeah, Hera is his sister. And she was actively jealous of every woman that he ever was with. But my thing is, ew. Yeah. I don't know. Even the Christian religions like that. I mean, Adam and Eve, first ones, right? And they have two sons, so. Well, again, they don't include Lilith and whatever children that she had. And that also doesn't include angels, because you're not telling me that angels weren't banging out those walls. Well, they are. They, the the angels fell. Those are the fallen angels that went after the the children of man. Yeah, but they only had them as like male angels. But as we know, there are at least two female angels that exist. Yes, I I maintain that there are definitely female angels. However, angels are also terrifying eldritch abominations with like three thousand eyes and fire wheels coming out of them. So you know, I don't I don't want to bang that. Well, you don't see their true form, so it doesn't matter. Because you can't handle it. You can't handle the truth, Adelaide. I can't handle the thousand-eyed wheel of fire. You're right. <laughs> I, I would probably have a mental breakdown if a glowing thousand-eyed wheel of fire and light came down and said, hello, I'm an angel. I'd be like, you know what? No. Hmm. Excuse me. Um, and we're going to skip down to... Did you actually watch the episode that I said that we had to watch? can't tell if you cut out or if you were just pausing to figure out where we were skipping to uh no did did you actually watch the episode that i said we had to watch yes oh so i have to talk about it (laughs) if you don't want to you don't have to i mean no i didn't watch it i didn't do my homework i'm sorry (laughs) i'd be the best teacher ever did you actually do your homework yes uh now i gotta check it it. (laughs) (laughs) no i didn't do my homework we don't have to watch we don't have to um, We Happy Few is the last episode, and Chuck eventually admits that Lucifer was his favorite, and he was the only one he thought could bear the mark. Side note, how dare you have a favorite child? Like, I can hear Michelle yelling at you in the future now. <laughs> I can hear it. <laughs> Like, he has a favorite child, and he's like, I thought he'd be strong enough to bear the mark, but I was wrong, and I was angry with myself, and that's the reason I banished him. See, it's always the favorite child that's like, they have, they're put on this pedestal, and then when they can't live up to what daddy says they want to, they should live up to, that's when they go rogue, and they tell them they're not going to do it, and then they go and create demons, and start killing off daddy's favorite creations, and and start having sex with daddy's favorite creations start doing that and then start like you know burning everything fighting their own kingdom that is just like i'm gonna make everybody suffer yeah that's that's what they did daddy didn't love me enough i'll conquer you all exactly (laughs) there's a parallel heaven right now (laughs) (laughs) um (sighs) i didn't say that you didn't hear that (laughs) um Everybody combines attacks to weaken her, and as she's dying, she makes a final blow against her brother, 
and then ultimately they hug it out and save each other because love is the ultimate cure this show just really wants siblings to love each other that's their whole point after you've betrayed me and I've betrayed you hug (laughs) a good hug fixes everything the tagline of Supernatural Um, that, 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 that's everything for this episode. Anything else that you want to discuss, Ellie? Uh, no, we're good. Okay. If you want to cover that other one, we can. If not, then nothing happened. Um, I didn't watch well, it. It's fine. Well, since you did watch it. Um, no, it's fine. If you want the truth, I watched it by skipping a lot. So. Okay. All right. Cool. So there's no other episode. There's nothing to see behind the curtain. Nope. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to this <laughs> episode of Geeks of the Machine. I'm your host, Jasmine. This was co-host Adelaide. You can find us at overpoweredentertainment.com. You can tweet me at overpoweredentertainment. Um, you can tweet me at OP Jasmine. You can tweet Adelaide at OP underscore Addie. You can tweet the show at Real OP Tweets. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all of these fun places. Feel free to message us. Let us know what you want to see, hear, taste, touch, and everything. Well, no. Let us know what you <laughs> want to don't, hear. Don't go there. Don't go there. Let us know what you want to hear, and we will happily do some shows on ty- things that we're interested in or that a lot of you want to see. Um, anything else that you want to say, Adelaide? Uh, no, I, th- I think you nailed it with that last part there. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and do all those fun things. Bye. Bye.